episode 40. Episode 40. 40 of Four Zero Garage. Garage. Uh, of course, I'm Chris, the wingman. Daniel, the track rat. With us not is Tyler, the hedgehog. But no. Then again, no. Everyone's kind of forgotten what he looked like. Tyler, the frequently absent. The permanently absent. Per- yeah, whatever. We'll leave it at that. Anyway. Uh, um, so, glad to see everybody. Anthony Drake has joined us. We want to send a quick shout out to Anthony. Uh, he has actually supplied us with some liquid propulsion. This beer's for you. Yes. yes. <laughs> actually, this beer's on you. We really on appreciate you. it. Yes. Um, but on that note, we are going to give a big shout out to a friend of the show and a hero of the show. Um, he actually talks to mere mortals, and it's really nice. Uh, Mark Miller, congratulations. He just got yes. married. Congratulations, Mark. Yes, congratulations. I told you we would raise a glass and a toast. Here is your toast, my friend. Here's to a long life and a happy one, a quick death and an easy one, a pretty girl and an honest one, a cold beer and another one. Yes. That's you, Mark. That's best Best of luck to both of you. Good fortune and long life with both of you. Anyway, um, what else? Let's see. We had uh, Puddin' just joined us. Puddin', what up, dude? Welcome back. Um, and Brandon has just invited 20 people to the show. You rock. Dude, Brandon, I, when are we going to have him on the show? We need to get him on here. Get in touch with me, Brandon. Yeah, we'll reach out to one of us. We'll get you on. Um, well, this week, we're talking about racing. Yeah, yeah, because... Lots, well, lots of Lots racing. of stuff, lots of racing. Um, we actually... <clears throat> the first... Wow. That was like a three. That was... That was a pre-burp. That was like <laughs> the first one to let that get out of the way. Yeah, and, I'm just going to say... Wow, that was a bad... Anyway, um... So, we'll talk, this is going to be the racing show. And why is it going to be the racing show? Dave? Because we were just started this past weekend. We were regional, the Southeast region just started. Um, me and the Queen went down as part of my Valentine's Day. Because her Valentine's Day was Friday, and we'll talk about that later. Um, so, I went down to Little Talladega to go watch uh, Weera. Which was, it was, it's always a good time going down there. Because there's a ton of races, and you see the up-and-coming guys and the guys that are incredibly serious about their racing just aren't quick enough to be on a national level. Like, not really a national level, but like an AMA level. Or they're working their way or up. Or they're working their way up. Or they race bikes that aren't being raced at AMA Nationals. Like SV650s. Or 899 Panigales. Or old vintage stuff. Like the V7 Heavyweight. They had a wow. guy on a... Uh, they had no VA heavyweight. They had a guy on a GS eleven hundred. Wow! It was and he was quick. He was really fast for the bike, and the bike sounded awesome. It's like that good old guttural oil cooled yeah. Suzuki Just sound. Nothing but motor. sounded awesome. Um, good, a lot of good racing, a lot of close racing. There's a couple of guys that just that kind of showed up and took off and ran off and hid from everybody. Um, one of those guys was actually Mister Spade from Red Spade and Mister Spade. Uh, fame. He right. was doing quite well. He won I know he won his races on uh, the novice races on sun, Sunday. I don't know how he did on Saturday. I can't remember. But he was turning some pretty quick lap times. He was putting in some pretty quick stuff. Yeah, he was on what, a ZX10? He's on a ZX10. Yeah. Um, the hot setup for the big bike stuff are new R1s and new ZX10s. Um, not a surprise. Not a surprise. Kawasaki's paying contingency money all the way down to the regional level. Wow. So if you're on a, like a, a, like a new generation of the previous generation model, I think Kawasaki's going to pay you. 
right. for wins and that kind of stuff. Um, Which makes it very beneficial mm-hmm. uh, for everyone trying to get into yeah. racing. Yeah, the problem with it is they don't pay off. A, they don't pay out a whole lot. Yamaha pays more. Yamaha pays more, but I, and I know BMW's got like BMW's got an, an insane one. Yeah, but you have got to. But you results. you have to do well, and like Corey West was running one last year, right. and he was a head hunter. He made he made some pretty good contingency money last year. Jordan Suzuki, the guy that races in Canada, mm-hmm. he won the BMW Motor Rod Championship right. this year. Like if you're on a BMW and you qualify or whatever. And you do well enough, they'll fly you over to Europe for the end of the year BMW championship thing. And if you win, you get like they pay you. They you get a good chunk. But yeah. you're racing, you know, Troy Corser and right. FIM. You've got like, to be able to. You've compete. got to, you've got to be able to compete because you're running against world super stock and world endurance guys and all that kind of stuff. So real quick, just want to say what's up to Bo and Jackie. Yo, hey, and Doug, Jackie. you've all joined us. So thank you. Welcome to the garage, Mama Mam J. Yes, it's Mam J. Love you, man, Jack. And Doug, um, Doug. Yes. But anyway, um, uh, where are we going with that? Um, I'm really curious to see how things are going to get shaken up once we get the new CBR and the new GSX. See, the problem with the new CBR, it's going to be cost prohibitive getting into it. The new GSXR, with it being as cheap, well, as relatively as inexpensive as it is to get into that bike, and from the stuff that I've read. You don't even, like if you're not a pro level racer or if you're going to turn into a race bike, mm-hmm. buy the base model because you're going to change the suspension out anyway. Right. So and it, the base model comes with all this stuff except for the ABS and it doesn't have the rear shock and the front fork that's like the floating one or whatever it is. Right. The big piston. The big pi- well, it's got the big piston. It's got the big air. There's something yeah. different with the forks and the rear shock. But that bike there, getting into it, what, what was it? Fourteen. Yeah, fourteen five is the base. Fourteen nine, fourteen five nine for the ABS equipment. Fourteen five getting in, then you put about another eight grand in it to run like a weirdo. So you're at, right at twenty grand for a brand new race bike. Not bad. Um, you just got to be able to ride it. And then with Suzuki, that with the bike coming back, hopefully the contingency money gets better because back in the day when everybody started, mm-hmm. the contingency money if you won five races, you'd pay the bike off. But now you'd have to wait win eighteen races at a national level to pay the bike off. So it's a little bit more difficult that way for your low level guys to jump in. Um, but the racing was great. It was a lot of good stuff. Um, the up and coming kids, the young kids that are that have the talent, that have the support, we need y'all need to watch. Um, there's a girl, there's a nine year old girl named Kayla. She trains at Josh Heron's compound mm-hmm. a lot. She's on a Grom and some uh, on a regular little like an MD one twenty five or two fifty or whatever. It is. Okay. She's got a lot of potential. Which kind of kind of throws us back to what we were talking about last week yeah. with uh, Joe. With Joe, yeah, with his daughter who uh, got on that mini bike. This little girl, be a Grom. I'm dead serious. This little girl on this Grom was rolling. Won the Grom race. Um, first time being on a Grom. First time being a little Talladega. And went out and won, not by a huge margin, but nobody challenged. Like she had some, she had people behind her, but they couldn't catch up to her. So, like, can't remember her last name. Saved my life, Kayla's. Ah, damn it! But watch out for her. She's once she gets some age on her, and she gets to the point where she can handle a bigger bike, put her on an R three, and then bump her up to an SV or something like that. It's gonna be. That's gonna be a. That's gonna be one to watch. As long as she stays with it and. 
keeps up, she's gonna be really quick. So she's got right. she's got RS Tai Chi and Shelly sponsoring her. Nice. So she's got good support. She's got some good stuff coming. Yeah, that's um, something we definitely need to see yeah. more of. Is you know the younger kids getting into racing. Europe can't have all the fun. Mm-hmm. You know they start them young. Well, they start at four or five years old. Yeah. I mean they start them here the same age. It's just there's not. It's not as popular as it is here as it is over there because. You watch hitting the apex. You're watching the kid that's eight years old. There's a cart track probably right in the there's a go kart track in every in every neighborhood. Right. So you can throw them on a mini bike and then hey go let's go have fun. let's go have a racetrack go play. Yep. You can't do that here. No. You play catch. Not, not easily at all. No. Yeah. But um. We got motocross. No, we do have motocross, but again. You and I, I we're, would, not, we're not into the dirt. I would, honestly, I understand. I'd rather have my kid, if I was going to put him eventually on a road race bike, I'd rather put my kid in flat track. There you go. I mean, put him there. The bikes, you can get an old KX80 and set it up to flat track and go have fun. Well, you can do it on road racing, too. But I don't see nearly injuries I see in flat track because I do in motocross. But anyway. That's something we'll talk about more flat yeah. track uh, in a couple of episodes. We need to go, like, we need to find the nearest mile when they're running. We need to go. It's spring yeah. for now, but we need to go watch that. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Uh, Jerry just joined us. What's going on? What's up, Jerry? Yeah, what's up? Uh, again, anyone that's watching, um, if you're just joining in when we're actually still alive or if we're not live. Still live, not alive. Because you came out alive when you just said Okay. But it kind yeah. of freaked me out. I was like, <laughs> what are you playing? Like, I didn't put anything in this. What is <laughs> If you're joining us, I don't after have black Reeboks on. Off of our live broadcast, <laughs> you can always jump in, comment, question, send it to us. We will answer. Um, and we course, will definitely answer. One of us will. Please share this broadcast with everyone that you know, especially if they ride. Um, share with 200 of your closest riding buddies. That's right. And uh, get more people to join in. Um, yeah, we love ha- having this uh, opportunity where we can interact with you. And it's fun. It is a good time. I'm building a hypermotor right now. Sorry. Good boy. Yes. Good boy. Well, anyway. Um, so what What did you see in droves that we, had been promised? Sweet Jesus. John Cook wasn't lying. There was, pro, there was a absolute, there was an entire metric fuckload of R3s. A metric fuckload. An entire metric fuckload of R3s and little bikes. R3s, Ninja 300s. That race was really good. Like the kid, there was a, couple of kids running Drake Bochamp and then there's another kid on R3 that were really rolling like really really fast um the kid that won the R3 race was actually faster than the guy that won the SB650 race wow and that hurt my heart a lot but that kid was raw I cannot remember his name to save my life I'll find it and I'll post it but this kid was really fast in the R3 cup Apparently, there's really good contingency for it too. So if you're a, yeah, it's a Yamaha, it's a Yamaha sanctioned Blue Crew race. sanctioned thing. So if you're good enough and you want to jump on R3, there's money out there to be made. If oh, yeah. if you're fast enough, you got to be fast enough. That's the that's the issue. A lot of people sit there and say, "Oh, I can go out there and do this," and then you it's it's like the Eddie Griffin bit. You know, you thought you were Billy Badass, right? And then you met Billy Badass, and then you realized, "Hey, I'm good at math." You know, so it's like, don't get it. It's like, every, when I tell everybody the first time on the track, leave your ego at the door. Yeah. There's, there's there's nothing quite as humbling as having an instructor come yeah. around you with his knee on the ground in the corner at 40 miles an hour faster than you. There's That's a very humbling experience. And uh, there is no such thing as a track day winner. 
You can definitely lose. We've yeah. said this before. You yeah. can lose at track day, but you will never win. But uh, honestly, the R3 is a great way to get into racing. It's a, a great way to get into the track. Yeah, it's an inexpensive bike, relatively speaking. Uh, yes, it's a 300. But it don't matter. get out there off the street on, on the 1000s, it, you're going to learn how to maneuver around the track, how to manage your speed, how to brake properly, how to turn in properly without the intimidation of, you know, your... 160 horsepower bikes sliding all over the place. Yeah, and it's one of those things where I've talked to people who, it is their first time on the racetrack, yep. and it's utterly terrifying for them. Like, the best one was I was talking to a girl, she was her first time on a racetrack, and she was at Little Tally, and she was going into turn four, and she just kind of went straight into the grass. And she got there, and it just kind of fell over. Nothing broke, she was obviously okay, Ran out there, picked the bike up. I'm like, hey, what was going on? Just trying to make sure she was still knew what was going on. She's like, I was in the wrong gear, and I was thinking too much, and all this other stuff, blah, 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 blah. I looked at her. I told her, seriously, this is exactly what I told her. I was like, stop thinking about it. Go through the corner. Don't worry about what gear you're in. Just go through the corner. If you made a mistake, think about it as you come out and go, okay, I did that wrong. I need to do this next time. And that's the cool thing about little tally because you get another lap in a minute. (laughs) So you, you... you get a lot of laps in, a lot of practice in a little tally because it's so short. But um, and you can't, you can get in there and it's not, it's not gonna. You can whack at it, it's not gonna spin up and you know pitch you off. So it's a really good way to learn how to control your, like learn how to carry your momentum mm-hmm. and just get into learning how to learn how to ride on a racetrack. Right. Because that's the big, big deal. Yeah. Once you learn how to ride on a racetrack, then you can get going, rocking and rolling. Because if you jump on there and you don't know what you're doing and you're on hell even a 600, forget it. Forget it. Right. Uh, real quick, uh, let's see. Jerry had said, uh, I think there's a flat track race coming to Shelbyville. There is a flat there track is. race coming to Shelbyville. We're going to get that into yeah. that in a couple episodes. Um, also want to say what's up to Amber. Amber. The, the compliment on the haircut. Had to do it eventually. You did, Jerry. I'm not getting my hair for a while. Uh, Matthew Gambrill says, you got that Woodrow! Oh, Woodrow. Okay. Woody and I go back a little ways. Woody Woody and I worked together at Harley. And uh, the running joke is, you got that Huckabee? No. The Huckabee is the what you got. Remember? You are the follower of Huckabee, yes? Anyway. His nickname's Woody, and he actually has Andy written on the bottom of his boots. That's awesome. So, but hey, thanks for watching, Woody. Really, seriously, thank you. We need to have him on the show, too. He's fun. Get him in. We'll get you on the show. You can talk. We Come over and talk Harleys, because you, you're the Harley guy. And we'll say what's up to Scott. Okay. Scott to Harley. And uh, Doug says, if you never crash, you're not pushing yourself to improve. Wisdom from DNF Doug. <laughs> I like DNF Doug. I'm making you a sticker for that. That's a good um, That is a good sticker. And uh, Joe, our guest from last week, has joined the party. What up, dude? What's going on? Uh, so, yeah, we're kind of talking about the R3 being a, a big, huge big scene out there. Huge deal. Uh, um, and there's again, only be expected. And the thing is, they've got the blue crew thing going. I don't mm-hmm. know 100 percent about what what that is, but it seems like it's one of those deals where it's a scholarship kind of program. Where if you keep going well, Yamaha's obviously going to notice, and they're going to put you on something, and let you sit and test you. So right. it could be a good tryout. And with that Super Sport 300 class yes. next year, yes, that's going to be that's going to be a fun one because it's going to be like the old days of 125s, where mm-hmm. you've got 16 year olds. That are full of, you know, don't give a shit, and they've never other, you know, they've never done anything bad. Right. So all their their brains are working at one hundred percent of the time, and 
they just bounce off each other. I can't right. wait. That's going to be a fun class to watch. Yes, just to see all these bikes actually. Oh, yeah. For once, and doing more than just, you know, blasting. being sold on Craigslist. Yeah. Yeah. And just flying. I can't wait. And uh, also got to say, what's up to Troy? He just joined us. Yo. And uh, so did Baby Huey. What up, baby? Uh, so <laughs> what, what else did you see out there? Um, For big bikes... Did we we talked about big bikes? We talked about big okay. bikes. Oh, um, see a lot of six hundreds out there. There were there was a gang of six hundreds, mostly R sixes. A lot, a lot, oh, a yeah. lot of R sixes. Um, the not a whole lot of Suzukis. Mostly a lot of Yamahas. An absolute ton of Yamaha. Right. Um, well, with the contingency makes it more contingency, sense. and they're just that's that's just the way the class is. Right. It's that's the class leader. I mean, if you're on this, is, if you're on any of the other ones, there was a couple. Of, there was actually, I take it back. There was a two. There was two guys on Cowies. There was one guy on a ZX6 that was doing really well. He won. He won one race. I can't remember what race he was in because they run like four different four races at once. Gotcha. So, um, lot of ZX6. He did really well on it. There was a couple of them. There's only one ZX6 I can remember. There's a couple other bikes. Uh, a couple of like one or two CBRs, and then a couple of GSXRs, but. It's R6 Cup is pretty much what it is. Um, lap times were pretty consistent with normal. The track it was a little cool, so the track wasn't really into didn't really have the heat in it to be able to produce really fast lap times. Um, that didn't get leave a couple people from trying. Uh, the guy that won the A Superbike stuff on the R1s, he was turning under a minute lap times, which around little tally is fast. Like under, if you're running under a minute, you you will qualify for an AMA race. Nice, put it that way. But you were kind of complaining a little bit. Uh, lap times weren't is what you certain mean. Certain groups lap times were not where it was, and I was kind of upset because I'm like, come on, guys. This is the class like this this particular class I have adored since I started work going to weir races, and it just they weren't they weren't as fast as they usually are. And I will say this: Chris Parrish was corner working; he wasn't racing. And Chris Parrish would have decimated all when on an SB, especially that weekend. But um, yeah, it was a little. It wasn't. I don't know how to put it. It was a little disheartening. It was a little disheartening just seeing that this particular class lose its popularity. But it also makes me feel a little bit better because it means I, whenever I get to race in this class, it means I'll do better. So it's a little bit less competition. But. Um, anyway, but that'll happen hopefully by the end of the year. Yeah. Well, we kind of talked about it. And- you know, I think, as we had talked about, a few things that have led to what you saw out there yeah. is the fact that, for a while, racing kind of fell out of the it did. the spotlight for a while for a lot of people. You know, after 2008, when the economy tanked, oh, yeah. no one could afford to do it. You couldn't go. You, you couldn't know, do that, anything. It that's was, really when we saw a lot of the uh, uh, events kind of... Yeah, dwindle. well, that and then, you know, when the economy really tanked, that's when we got the... Four race and national or five race national champion AMA Superbike Championship, which was completely another horseshit. Right, but anyway, that's beside the point. But um, now, as the economy's bouncing back and people are able to buy toys again and actually get back on the track or get to the track for the first time, yeah, it's when we pulled in, it was re- the paddock was full. It was really nice to see. Nice. It was nice to see everything. It really made it. I was like, okay, there's a hundred and hundred thirty eight riders. Which a little tally is a lot because the pad it's not a very big facility. But it's again, if you've never been on the track or if you're a, a beginning rider, go to Little Tally. 
Uh, Trackapalooza, John's company puts out some really good ones. Sport bike track times down there on occasion. Uh, go down there. It's it's one of those tracks where you look at it and go, oh, this track, this is a little piece of shit cornfield track. This ain't nothing. No. You'd show up and there's a there's a very hidden depth to that racetrack. And it's that track, I, again, I love that little racetrack. It's so much fun, and you can do whatever the fuck you want when you get done. <laughs> they don't care. We've blown up. I don't want to blow our spot up, but we've blown up propane tanks hanging out over there. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, there has been <laughs> propane tanks explode at Talladega. Yeah. Um, not, may, that may or may not have been set off by other people, people I considered family. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, but other than that, um, uh, real quick, just want to say what's up to Amy. She just joined us. Hey, girl. What's going on? Uh, and Joe just got himself an 07 R6 for track bike. That's my boy. That's yes. the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Um, get back to us. Is there any? Is it? What's? Is it a pure track back already? Track bike. Track, track bike. bike already, or is it? Are you gonna have to do it? Uh, build it. Let us know. Um. You'll love that thing. Yeah. Going into a corner with that, diving in, you're really going to like it a lot. Um, other than that, Tally was fun. Although, I will say this. Uh, <clears throat> one of the races, one of the last races on Saturday, we're sitting there hanging out. I'm watching. I start watch, just kind of hanging out. I see You see everybody coming in. They go out to the pad, go out to the pit landing, do warm-up lap and grid up. I'm sitting there looking, and I see this guy come through, and I'm like, all white. It looks, it's race plastic, but it's not been painted. So it's kind of gray, and it's got the numbers on it, and it's red wheels, and it's a GSXR. And I, it, as it went past, I'm like, that's a 750, because that's, that's revving a little bit too. That's idling too low. So he comes through, and he takes out, gets grids up. And I'm sitting there not paying attention whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Not even paying attention. I'm like, all right, it's a V Super Bike. This will be fun. There's about 10, about 15 bikes on the, on the grid. All right, cool. Start. Everybody goes to turn one, and this guy on this white GSXR kind of starts gapping everybody pretty quick. Turn two, turn three, goes into turn four, and I'm looking. As he comes out of turn four, he's flat stick coming out of turn four and blind. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a who is this? Because next, first lap coming out like that's kind of rare. So he's hauling ass through there. So I just, I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, and he finally gets to a point where the race is over. As he's crossing the finish line, everybody else is still on the back straight. Yeah. Like, there's people still in turn four when he's crossing the finish line. So I'm sitting there walking around like, who in the hell is this dude? I couldn't, like, I didn't know who it was. I didn't recognize him. I didn't know. I was like, who the fuck is this? So I'm sitting there walking around, and I start talking to the, my actual extended family, the corner workers that are there. I'm sitting there talking to them. I'm like, who was number 47? And Miss Jackie, the lady who is, she's the sweetest lady you'll ever meet in your life, raced Ninja 500 back in the day. Nice. Way back in the day. 500. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, EX500 back in the day. And she goes, oh, that was Opie. Oh, that explains everything. Opie Kaler shows up and just decides to race and wax everybody. And if you don't, and Opie ran the, was on the KWS team for years. Mm-hmm. And the Bruce Transportation team with Roger, I think. I think it was Roger Hayden's teammate for a time. Wow. But, yeah, um, Opie's the guy that's got the track record down there on a built Vezra G6R1000 at like 54 seconds. Wow, it's insane! That's I wish amazing. I wish I could have seen that lap because that's ridiculously fast. But the uh, but then he, she told me yeah, I was Opie. I was like, that explains everything because he it was there was Opie, 
and then there was everybody else. It's like <laughs> it's like you show up and you're playing pickup basketball, and the kid that's like a, a junior in college, or no, I take it back, the guy that's like the one and done freshman in college that plays college ball and he's mm-hmm. going to go on to the pros. You go play pickup and he walks in and you just just yeah. give him the ball. Game's over. That's pretty much the way it was. But other than that, um, I'll look up. i got to see what the rest of the schedule is. They're going to Barber. They go to Barber twice. They go to Talladega one more time. And they go to Run Atlanta twice. And if you can go down to the one at Barber, go to Barber because the facility's better. And the cool thing is you can just walk around anywhere. You don't need a tram. You can walk in the paddock. It's all club racers. Nobody gives a shit. So everybody's just kind of hanging out. They've got, you know, the coolers out at the end of the day. And, you know, everybody's cool. So if you have a chance to go to a club race, just go. It's so much fun. It's 20 – it was – 25 bucks for the weekend, and you right. get 15 races right. a day. And, of course, you know, the more people that show up, the more we're going to get events. Yes, the so more events you get, it's, and it's, it's it, awesome. It all depends on the rest of us getting out there to do it, mm-hmm. <clears throat> whether you're racing or not. Whether you race or not, just go. Kind of like the, support it. the drag race next, or yeah. that we talked about last week. The, the more people getting out yeah. there to support it, the more it's going to happen. Yep. Uh, Joe got back to us. Uh, right now, his R6 is completely stuck. But he's got together a list for his upgrades, so okay. be more than happy to help you with that. Let us know. Yeah. Um, depends on. Just give us a budget. Like, actually, find me. Like, message me on Facebook. Give me what you're wanting to spend on it, and we'll go from there. Um, because actually, what you're probably going to spend your most money on is going to be suspension and tires. So and tire warmers to set that up. Get good tire warmers. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know. Moto D's for three hundred thirty bucks. There you go. But um, other than that, yeah, holler at me. We'll talk and we'll get you set up and we'll figure out what we can do and what you need to do. That way you can grow into the bike because right now that bike right now is going to be better than anything. Is going to be better than you by far. Yeah. yeah, that was weird. That was a double. That bike's going to be better than you no matter what happens. But you can grow into it. And we can start doing stuff. So what we'll probably just do just put new brake pads and. Steel braid lines and everything else. Definitely steel braid lines. Yeah. But anyway, other than that, just holler at one of us or holler at me and we'll, we'll talk. There you go. Uh, moving out of what you saw, yeah. let's Oops. talk about what's going on in the rest of the world. Let's talk about, uh, we go from, at the most, $40,000 race bike to a uh, $4 million race bike. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, Phillip, Phillip Island testing started today. Um, and it looks today. like... It's this started, is for GP if you're this is for G- quite This sure is MotoGP. This is the it's MotoGP. So the testing started today. Um, Marquez led at the end of the day. It's actually day two is probably going right now. Um, Marquez led at the end of the day. Rossi was second, three tenths back. It was Marquez Rossi. Who was third? Who did I tell you was third? Look at this. Uh, it was. Hold on, let me pull it up real quick. It was shit. Hang on. Uh, you know it. You know what I mean? Yep. That Suzuki looks like they've come leaps and bounds with that bike. Yep. And if they keep improving, that's going to be fun. Just because, I mean, we all know I'm the Suzuki guy. So I can't wait to see that. Um, it was Inone, and then it was uh, Vinales, and then who's fifth? Uh, after that was, who say it was? Hold on. Get back into it. I didn't get a chance to watch Pedrosa was seventh. Um, everybody's uh, talking. Alex Crutchlow. Cal Crutchlow. Yep. On a that he's never going to have a factory ride because of the passport that he has. Gotcha. And as much as I hate saying it, it's just the way it is. Um, Brit, 
Brits and Americans aren't as marketable as Spaniards and Italians. I'm at every factory ride, Yamaha, Italian and Spanish dude, Honda, two Spanish guys, Suzuki, Spanish guy and a French, wait, Alex Renz is uh, French guy. Uh, yeah, French. Alex Renz, we got one French dude. Um, who am I forgetting? Kawasaki doesn't exist. Ducati, mm-hmm. Italian, Spaniard. Every factory rides one is from Italy or Spain. Uh, thank you, Dorna. But if that's what Italian is, that's what Italian is. Cal, Cal just needs to blitz somebody. As much as I, I like Danny as a rider now, mm-hmm. I didn't like him back in 2006 for obvious reasons. Um, if you don't know why, let me know. I will explain it to you. I'll let you know what you need to go watch, and I will explain to you why I don't why we don't like Danny Pedrosa here in the States. But the balls that that kid's got. Yeah. When seriously. you look at the tire, like when he had like the tire issues he's had over the years, mm-hmm. like chunks that are this big coming out of the tire, and he still, still gets the, on the podium. Yeah. I, I as much as I hate it, as much as I hate to say it, Danny's probably on his last legs for Honda. Yeah, I hate he's been riding with Honda since 06. Yeah. He's been on that factory bike since 06 and he's he's gotten close but he's fragile. I What? Hey, Ashley. And Nikki. How are you? Hey. You need to come on the track. You need to like confirm with me if you're coming on the track or not. Anyway, back to the Yeah. Back so, to the conversation. So So Cal should Oh, she's playing. Uh, she's playing the, one of the horror games. Okay. Good game, though. We'll yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, but uh, it sucks because Cal's never going to get a factory ride. He will get a lot of factory support. He'll he'll be like two races back from getting the factory parts, possibly. But he's never going to be on that factory bike. I hate it because he's a he's a fighter. He he's a fighter that reminds me of Marco, mm-hmm. minus the cool Italian thing. Right, right. So, I I hate it for him because he's actually really fucking fast. Right. But, whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is. But, yeah, GP's shaping up. It's gonna, it looks like it's going to be uh, Marquez, Rossi, Vinales. Vinales is going to be a surprise. Yeah, Rossi, I don't, I don't, he's not a surprise anymore. People know no, he's, he's coming. Let he's, me rephrase that. He's going to be... He's the underdog for He's sure. going to be one of those dudes that, okay, he's going to surprise you. But it's one of those surprises that you kind of knew was coming, but you yeah. didn't know when. Right. So, but Lorenzo, this is the topper. This is the kicker. Lorenzo was an 11th. I'm just going to let that simmer for everybody. Mm-hmm. Lorenzo was an 11th. So, he's moved up. He's gotten better. But this is also another thing. He's hired Michele Piro to be his rider coach, who is the test rider for the Ducati. Right. Who else was the test rider on Ducati? Stoner. Anybody else? No. Stoner. P- Peanut Gallery. Oh yeah, Stoner. So he is. Lorenzo definitely said no, Casey. I'm not going to let you test my bike. I want McKelly to do it, and I'm, he's going to. And I'm going to hire him to help me ride the bike. How? Apparently. Chris is a I'm, fount of 
static electricity. Electricity. That's not working. I'm that didn't work. Don't get off me. Anyway, um, so it's a little weird. I mean, I knew when somebody said when I, when they released the Renzo was going to come to Ducati and Casey was going to be the test rider. I already I knew that like that's not two gonna different work. riding styles. That's not going to work at all. Um, I would much prefer if I'm building a team and I'm setting a team up. It's very hard for me to not put Casey on the bike, just because. He reminds me a lot of Mick Doohan, mm-hmm. where if you need to fight, he will fight. Oh, yeah. But if he can clear off and just control the race from the front, he will. But it's tough to find somebody that has that ability both ways. Lorenzo doesn't fight. He gets out in the front, and he's like Michael Schumacher back in the day. He gets out in the front, controls the race from the front. Casey, if, if we need to scrap, he'll get in the boxing ring. He doesn't mm-hmm. care. You're right. So... Again, that's what made for some of the best oh, fights back in the day. Oh, the best... Well, still, the best race... The best fight I've ever seen road racing was World Superbike 2002 Emma. Second race, Colin Edwards and Troy Bayless. They did not care. It was whoever won this race won the championship. And those two went at it for six laps. It was awesome. They, didn't, they touched. They didn't hit each other. They were elbow to elbow for a lot of it. But... And then coming out of... Oh, what's the name of it? It's, it's coming into uh, Aquamara- Aquamarale, I think. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's well, no, it, it's Imola. So you come oh. around. It's it's coming into the hard right that comes back up the hill that goes down into Aquamarale. It's right there, and Troy got a big slide coming out, and that and Colin Gaffney. Yeah. But other than that, like that, if you if anybody was watching and wants to watch a really good race, Imola two thousand or World Superbike Imola two thousand two mm-hmm. race two. That that race is fun. Phenomenal. I'm just looking forward to a lot better battles. Oh yeah. You know, this I think this year we'll get it. We'll get more, you know, more five bike battles versus just follow the leader and the rest of you back in, you know, fifth and sixth place, go I ahead and have at it. I don't mind two guys fighting. I don't mind three guys going at it. Me being the corner worker, I see a pack of like eight guys. Yes, it looks fantastic on TV. It's awesome to be there. But I'm sitting there the whole time. I'm sitting there watching going, one of you fuckers fucks up. <laughs> i got to pick all of you up. And I don't want to do that. And it's, it's when you get a pack together, that's when stuff goes bad in a heartbeat. But it's fantastic to watch. Yes, But it's it like you're sitting there. I'm, I'm waiting on somebody to screw up and somebody run into each other. But, but the best, and again, the best fights are always hell in AMA. It was Ben and Matt for those three mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Come on. You couldn't... That was the best... I mean, you would have five laps of the two best superbike racers in the country. Mm-hmm. Almost... And pretty much the world. Right. Because Ben went over there and waxed everybody in his rookie year. So you got the two best super, like production race bike racers on the planet going at it for ten laps. It was amazing. And they would be five seconds ahead in three laps. Of everybody right. else, and it's like okay, who's racing for third? Because we know it's going to be one of these two going first and second, unless Matt crashed or Ben got tired. But anyway, um, it's just I'm excited for racing, and then um, yeah, not a whole lot of World Superbike news this week. Not yet, anyways. not yet. Um, I don't know if you saw this TT news because that's yes. my thing. 
Guy Martin's racing the Mugen this year. Yes, he is. They, I, I did see that. They cut Anstey, which makes which makes me kind of wonder. I don't know if he's going to be on a Honda. He's contracted with Paget. Isn't he riding with um, McGinnis for the Mugen? That's, I thought that's what I thought. No, I no. Guy Martin's riding with McGinnis for the, with the Mugen. For the, okay, yes, yeah. Anstey's been on it. Anstey won last year. Gotcha. So it makes it makes me question: Is Anstey? Anstey, I'm gonna say he's probably still on Pagets, and Pagets is always gonna be on Honda, right? Because he, because Clive Paget is the HRC dealer for the UK, so it doesn't. I mean, Clive Paget, if you're the HRC dealer, what are you gonna run? Right. You're not gonna run Yamahas, so it's one of those where I wonder if Anstey's gonna stay with Clive, or if he's found another way to go somewhere else. Um, although he doesn't care, it's. Bruce is so laid back, he just doesn't give a shit. Right. But we'll see how it goes. Right. Um, It'll be exciting. It'll be fun. It's looking to be a good year for racing. Yeah. Like, a lot of the, like all the contracts are coming together. Everything's coming together. And it looks it, it looks like it's going to be one of those years where, unless somebody, unless Marquez just kind of clears off and goes, and, you know, like he did in 2015, right. where he went, like, ten races in a row and he won them. Right. Unless he does that, and then, okay, I'm going to go back to watching the TT. But... We'll see. You know, this looks like a big year, and hell, AMA looks like it's going to be big this year. Right. And uh, GP starts, uh, I think, first race in Qatar is uh, March 26th. Something like that. It'll yeah. be the night race at Qatar. Yeah. Um, and then the next, the third race, the Austin race is third, and that's when the AMA starts. There and then go. the next weekend's run Atlanta, and I will hopefully be down there. There you go. So, uh, let's see. Who's got to say hello to Jay. Jay's just joined us. Yo. Uh, Brian's with us now, and Teddy, what's up, guys? Teddy. Teddy, what up, dude? Yo, working again? Yeah, you're working this time. Well, you, you're it's a little bit of a trip for you to come to the house this time. Just so, a little bit, just further a little bit further. Uh, but I guess that's kind of all the that's all the racing stuff, stuff really. Uh, um, we actually had a topic we didn't get to last, last week because we had so much fun talking to Joe and talking shit with Joe. <laughs> it was fun. It was that was a good that was a good time. Um, we need to have Joe over, or we'll talk. You, we I've got ideas. Um, we had a topic we teased two weeks ago about our, because I'm a helmet nerd. We, we both are. We're both helmet nerds. You got how many back there of your own? Hang on. One, two. Let's see who's got who beat here. Uh, you've got me beat. I know you do. <laughs> but I've got, hang on, let's see here. The two Maladins, the Hodgson, the Bellagio, the Solid Black, Hang on a minute. I'll be right back. <laughs> How many do you have? 16. <laughs> Growing, too. If I can get another showy, it would be... Uh, I've got seven. More. Seven. Eight. Okay, so I got you beat by nine. Yeah, you got me beat by nine. But that's... <laughs> whatever. Anyways. Um, but what we're trying to get at is, yeah. what's your favorite helmet out there? Because I know if you ride motorcycles, unless you wear a half helmet... Which is okay. Whatever it's okay. you want to that's, that's your deal. What's your favorite helmet? Uh, what's yours? Well, I kind of... The way my head shape is, I can't wear showies. They just don't fit my head. And the way that some of their designs are, I'm not a huge fan. I will say this. One of my favorite design helmet was, like the paint, mm-hmm. was the blue Kageyama, the first year they released it. Oh, yeah. Stage. that's Two nice stripes. Yeah. I loved that helmet. Such a cool helmet. Um, my favorite that I've had, that I've owned... Hmm. It's a toss-up between 
my star, mm-hmm. which I really like that helmet, or my AGV that I've got now. That course is good. I really oh, like yeah. the course yeah. is fantastic. Um, it's that's a because the course itself it's really good when it's it doesn't like going slow. Right. It's like you know riding a Ducati. It's not like it doesn't like putting around. You need to go fast in it. Because it fogs up when you're going yeah, slow. Yeah, the course is very it, much like that. Yeah. It fogs up. It's a little weird putting it on. But once you start moving and you get above like 70 or 80, that thing just locks in and it's perfect. Yeah. It doesn't even feel like you've got anything on your head. Well, you know, the there's a new course of R that just came out. Yeah. It's supposed but, to be a bigger improvement on people who are wearing it on days, you know, but on less still, than a racetrack. But it's the yeah. price tag on that damn thing. Yeah, you, I mean, you can't get uh, into an EGV Corsa for the most part for under seven. No, eight hundred bucks now. Well, yeah, like the Corsa that. R is like twelve hundred bucks, and the Pistas GPs like sixteen. Yeah, like my head's worth that. Yeah, but those of us who don't have that kind of scratch anymore at all, it's a little tough. Um, uh, Joe says that he likes the uh, Icon Airframe Pro. The Airframe that Pro he bought for me. The, yeah, the Airframe <laughs> Pro is cool. I, I I tried that on; it fits me okay. I just the way it was weighted. You it's didn't weighted. like how far the chin bar. Came that out. the chin bar came out way. It felt like a motocross helmet. It felt way out here. I want my stuff kind of close. Kind of like an Arai. Kind of like an Arai. Arai's fit me okay. I've got an RX Seven. It's just there's a hot spot right there. And it bugs the piss out of me. It's the it's yeah, it's, that head it's one of those like it's the head shape. And I bought the RI for the track helmet because it's the RX seven at the time was the best track helmet right. I could get. And I got the smallest I could put on my head because that's what you do. That way it's not flopping around and everything. Right. But in a twenty minute session, I'm taking that damn thing off. I'm damn near throwing it. You put his eyes on your forehead, motherfucker. But for the street though, that bell's really hard to beat. It's I the original star. It's the original Bell Star that I bought from you, actually, a couple of years ago. Um, that I'm actually going to get painted here soon, hopefully. Yes, if I can, can't wait to see that. That's going to. I've I've got a painter that we're actually going to have on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have to give him a helmet to do too. Yeah, we're both going to give him helmets to do because my idea it's going to be fun. It's it's. <laughs> I sent him the idea and he goes, "That needs to happen." It just does. It just it needs really to happen. Does. So, but yeah, the Bell Star. The the problem with Bell is they don't the the paintwork isn't all that good. Like the eh. designs aren't as good as they could be. No, that's true. And you know, the same thing can be said a lot about Arai stuff. Now. Yeah, now um, Arai. Yeah, I will say one of my favorite helmets I've owned was my uh, 06 Nikki Hayden. Laguna Seca arrived. That was a dope seven. helmet, though. I love that. That was helmet. such a cool helmet. Yeah. That was the one with the stars and stripes mm-hmm. and the urban camo and red and well, silver. Well, see, the, and... the cool thing was at for like the way Nikki had it on his helmet. You could always tell if it was his, like yeah. on eBay or something like that, because the, the state flag of Kentucky's on there. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do it due to licensing regulations on the actual helmet. So yeah. they just put the blue, like the dark blue for the Kentucky state flag, mm-hmm. and they never put like the center of it. So yeah. if it's a non-Nikki helmet, if Nikki didn't wear it, it won't have that on there. If you find one and it's got that on there and it's gold. on eBay, buy it. Yes, gold. It's gold because that's an actual Nikki Hayden worn helmet. Um, that was so, a cool one. I'm trying I, to think the I other cool rides. Mine. Uh, like it, mine, mine died in the line of duty though. Mine didn't. Yeah, it it cracked right open. It but it did its job. Well, I mine, still managed to sell it for four hundred bucks. Damn that. I ain't buying a used helmet. No. Yeah, to China, of all places. 
Okay, that explains it. Yeah. But no, well, I take it back. Mine died in the line of duty on a passenger peg uh, on a VMAX. Did, were you wearing it? No, did, no, 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 no. I was, well, it was on the bike uh, as, because I had a, pa- I was going to have a passenger and it got to the, and the exhaust got too close and it bubbled it. Gotcha. So, whatever. Gotcha. Um, my favorite though that I've ever had, like just design wise and fit wise and everything else, it's really, really tough to top that Hodgson I've got. That's true. The high, the Swami Spec One R Hodgson yeah. with the swirls on it. This is what Swami I'm gonna go was get. Still a good helmet. I'm gonna go get. I'm Why are you doing that? You know, one. I had the Corsa too. I loved it, but you know, being a race spec helmet, there wasn't room for a comp system, which you know I use all the time. It's just such a narrow helmet. There's not. Yeah. There's barely room for earbuds in there. It's things. really tough to put earbuds in that thing. So I this is the one it. I'm talking about. No one wants to see it. Shut up. <laughs> I love this helmet. Again, th- this is back when Swami made good helmets. But this is the issue, though. I can't wear it anymore because of that. If I get the glare just right. I had Neil sign this for me. I need to put it in a case. But anyway, this was like the year before he retired. So I got lucky. Uh, the Bell Star, definitely one of my favorite helmets. Oh, I love my Star. Yeah, I love it. I've owned, owned, what, three of them now? You've had three, yeah. Of the original Stars. and The uh, new one... The regular star, if you don't go with the track R or the, the carbon one, they're not too bad. They're like five, six hundred bucks. Yeah, three ninety nine yeah, for the new star. For the new star. new star. But I mean, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna get the upper end ones, those are. Damn. Yeah, they go to six ninety nine and then like nine. Twelve hundred bucks for yeah. the carbon one. I'm yeah. like, guys, come on. It's a lot of money for a helmet, but again, yeah. you know, if the newer trend in helmets where you've got a more pronounced uh, chin bar, yeah. Uh, Hawks beef, they call it, and you've got a much taller vertical horizon. So if mm-hmm. you're in a full tuck, you can actually see beyond the helmet. And the damn the duck bills now are really big on the back. Right. The like if you've seen if you've seen Lorenzo's new shark, mm-hmm. that thing looks like it's got an awning on the back of it. Sharks are huge. Well, yeah. Well, they're not nearly as bad as they used to be. <laughs> Sharks made your head look like a fucking Space bowling balls. ball. Right. It looked like an astronaut helmet. It was so big. That's why I never bought one. Like, they're good helmets. They're very good helmets. The, the shield is, what, like two millimeters thick? Yeah. If you get something I going through there, they show it. the only one that's thicker than that. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, they make your head look like Grimace. Like, I just, I, <laughs> ugh. And the paint wasn't all that good. No, no. But I just, the, it's back here now. I'm like, what the? I, I get why he left HJC, though. Right. <laughs> yeah, about that. About that. But they sponsored our friend Mark. That's true. But that's anyway, all that matters. Yeah, that's all that matters. But, but yeah, that was... And then... Of course, I'm wearing my Icon now, the Variant. Which yeah. was a surprisingly good... I'm not helmet. a huge fan of that style. I'm not I, a huge fan of the ADV helmet. Well, you got to figure, what am I riding? True. You know, it made it made sense to get it. And I yeah. was looking at a Showy Hornet DS mm-hmm. uh, and the Arai, and I just couldn't afford the Arai. Yeah, the Arai's... And the Arai's honestly, the Arai. I could have gotten the Hornet DS, but... They didn't have the one I wanted yet, and I'm like, I just want a helmet. That naked uh, AGV one. Yeah, that I, the, I, I thought about it. I too. love that helmet. I almost bought that over the guy. Yeah. If they hadn't have brought the guy Martin one out that I've got now, mm-hmm. I probably would have ended up with one of those. The problem with that helmet is the same reason why I got rid of my Corsa. I can't put a comm system in it oh, very well. easily. It's possible. I, I've seen people do it, but I'm not going to cut my helmet to do it. Oh hell no! I ain't yeah. cutting shit. 
and, and that's apparently that's what you need to do to make it work. Nope, what you need to um, know. But yeah, so I've got the variant, and I'm actually really, really surprised at how well it works on a sport bike. Yeah. I mean, it's surprisingly smooth. Uh, whereas on the Hyper, it's I actually get a lot of wind blasts and drag. Well, yeah, because it's the Hyper. Here. Right, I'm it's, just not in The Hyper's a glorified dirt bike. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. But I... But yeah, that's what helmet. I'm done buying helmets for the next three years now. I'm done buying helmets till I find something I can afford and like. <laughs> Which honestly, three next up on my list is a, an RF twelve hundred or X fourteen from Showy. I can't. I, I've tried so hard. I can't put my head in the RF. I cannot put my head in the Showy. It's always like. See, and it's just changed. It's enough where I can wear it now. I can't wear them. I hate. I hate that I can't wear them because I've. They've actually got some cool like designs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the new Kageyama looks awesome. Oh, yeah. And so Great. Same thing with the Rainy and, and the they, Yeah, and they still yeah. do the Kato helmets, too. Yeah. They still do those, which I really like how they still do the continuation stuff. I mean, Arai does the, the Schwantz mm-hmm. and the Mamola. Right. And the doing and mm-hmm. all and that stuff. So that Hickey. No, Nikki. Hickey. Hickey. Anyway, that's a different podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, the Nikki stuff. Well, I mean, Nikki's still racing. Of course. So they're still they're going to do that. But I just... If Shoei would bring over the John McGinnis helmet, I would be seriously trying to fit my head in one of those. You know? Mm-hmm. What was that? What uh, was that? that was the Queen commenting. Queen! What did she say? She says, Wingman Knights, when you two geek out with your love of motorcycles. That's the point. Wait, Absolutely. She just, Christina just texted. Just, right. What's going on, James? Mr. Webb's joined us. Yo! Um, what else? He wears an RF twelve hundred. Does he? I, good for him. I can't put my head in one. I, I we can put your head in one. You just won't I just no. My brain is going to come out of my ears. I guess no. It's going to look like what's the play doh thing where you stick the play doh toy <laughs> in it and it's like what you're going to tear. Oh no! It's going to be like coming out of my ears. It's going to be like sausage coming out. <laughs> oh boy! But I. But let's talk. What's what's another good one that I enjoy? Whatever happened to KBC? Are they still around? KBC fell out off the face of the earth. Actually, I really love my first helmet ever was a KBC that VR one. The VR two I've got over there fit me, fit me really well. Um, actually, you know, the more I wore my, my VR two, the more I realized it didn't fit me. Really? Because that's when I started getting some yeah. pressure on the sides, which was really weird. I VR2 wore it for like six months, and all of a sudden, I noticed it. Yeah. Ah! Um. Ah! Whatever. But uh, shut up. <laughs> uh, KBC was a surprisingly Good helmet it was a manufacturer. Good helmet that manufacturer. Wasn't expensive. No, you get into a decent KBC for like hundred and eighty bucks. <laughs> wow. James says that his nose is too big for other helmets. <laughs> That's why he wears the showy. <laughs> it's not that bad, boy. Well, they have surgeries for that, though. Well, he doesn't need it. Nah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but but yeah. yeah, KBC kind of fell off the face of the earth after. Um, Ten. No, actually, earlier than that, it was probably closer to 2006. Really? Shortly after that Maladin helmet. It was a few years after that one that you got Because he flipped over to me being the Maladin. He went to Scorpion. He was on Scorpion for a year, then he went over to HJC. Right. Or Joe Rocket, which is a glorified HJC. Right. Which, uh, actually, in the very beginning, I don't know if they still make them, in the very beginning, all of Icon's helmets were made by KBC. Wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, they were. Uh, Big ears fits no helmet, says Jay. 
we've actually, especially with Bluetooth, we've had that battle here yes, last week. Yes, we have. Um, me and Jane personally trying to get him fitted for that helmet. Um, he just picked up the new Icon Trick or Street helmet, which is the is that the pumpkin the one? pumpkin. Yeah. Okay. Um, is that on an airframe or is that on a? Uh... Yeah, it's on an airframe. No, okay, so that's yeah, like... Armada. Armada. Okay, Airmata. that's the one that Tina's got. Yeah, Armada. Yeah, that's actually not. It fits okay. I'm not a huge fan of the weight for what I do, but it's not a bad helmet. On that one, I actually, it, um, it's weird. I have to wear a meat. No, sorry, a large yeah. mat helmet. It's very small. Yeah. Well, I with me growing the hair out, I'll probably have to wear a large in that. But I mean, oh, it, trust me, you you would need a large in that one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Tina's. I've ridden in Tina's medium that that night that I rode her mm-hmm. bike home, but. It wasn't, wasn't bad. I mean, it felt okay. Right. And again, you know, it's probably not a helmet you'll take out the track. I'm not taking it. No, I will but, not take it on the track. You know, around, but around, around town, yeah. you know, on, on a normal street ride, it's a good helmet. I'm actually debating. I'm actually thinking about doing, uh, getting a three-quarter and just riding with a three-quarter of goggles on the BMW. There you go. Just cruising around like a dork with a three-quarter helmet on. Well, that's on not too hard. Fucking shut up. I don't know. Big ass, super naked, like just riding around like a doofus. Brandon says two words: John Hopkins. Oh, Hopper! Yeah, when was the last time we saw a Hopper? Helmet? He's in England. He's on BSB. Mm-hmm. He's racing for. He's got. He just got signed for Rapido Ducati. Rapido Ducati. He was actually about to buy a house here. Was he? He was a. I got a friend of mine that I work with that is good buddies with him over BMW. He was looking for houses here to move here. Because of no state income tax. Nice. Smart move. But he got the call to go to England and race, and he moved over there. Perfect. So, maybe he'll move down? Maybe. If he does, great. If not, no whatever. But he's on the he's under Ducati this year because he rode for them 2015. Rode for them in 2015 as a relief rider. And did really well. Did really, really well. And then he jumped onto Tommy... Bridewell. Is it Tommy Bar- Bridewell? What's his name? The One of the Yamaha yeah. teams. He jumped on that team and he did okay, but the Yamaha, it's, you, there's a magic setup with Yamaha. Right. There's a magic setting that if you don't find, you're not going to do anything with it. Um, didn't have a good year and then they, that team folded because the sponsors wouldn't pay him and then uh, there it went. So, now he's on the Rapido, Rapido, Rapido Ducati again running the Panigale and the Panigale and they just won Shaky Burn just won the championship on a panty so we'll see how it goes and John's one of those hot and cold riders he's fantastic he's a great rider and you can if he does well you can always guarantee a fantastic wheelie mm-hmm. like yeah. the best wheelie of the weekend will come from him he will have it straight up and down standing up all the way down the front straight he does not care that's why he doesn't ride on the street <laughs> like the, the, the interview bad on, things he goes right. I, I find myself being way too antisocial so I just kind of not right on the street so but yeah he's he's one of those guys that came up through old school era mm-hmm. like bouncing off uh, Josh Hayes and Jamie Hacking and all those guys that came out of the south he came out of the west coast and all those guys that came out of Atlanta and Kentucky and that came through the ranks right there. He came out of that barn burner and got hooked up with the right people and got sent over to Europe on a test and mm-hmm. did really well. And so that Yamaha, the two-stroke Yamaha team picked him up and he stayed there. And he's been bouncing around ever since. Yeah. Uh, he raced here for a year on on a uh, 
Road Racing World Team bike. Did he? Yeah, he raced here for. I think it was like it was. I don't know if it was a year, but he was here for a couple of races because he was he was still sponsored by Monster. He's a big Monster athlete, and so mm-hmm. yeah, I he brought was. him here. He did reasonably well. The bike wasn't all that good, and then he bounced back over to Europe and raced BSB, and there it went. He ended up damn near winning the championship. He was right there. It was whoever finished, whoever won the race, and he got second by this much. Wow. Like 2014, I think. So. Gotcha. But, yeah, it was – John's one of those talents that he's good. He's one of the top guys to come out of the U.S. in a long time. So. Yeah. It'd be good to see him again. Yeah. Um, on that note, we're actually getting close to Yeah, we're getting to close to an hour, hour. So, I guess we'll close this out. But uh, thank you for joining us for episode 40. Thank you uh, so much. Chris yeah. has just joined us. I hate to say that we're yeah. leaving as you're coming in. But you can always go back and watch the rest of the podcast after we leave the live portion. Yep. Um, hey, Cody. What's up? Thanks for joining. Sorry. What's going on? Code. And Caitlin. Caitlin. Wait. Yep. Which Caitlin? Yep. This is not up you're, to date. No, you're a little behind. That's true. Uh, but you can always leave your comments and questions. We will be able to answer. We will answer. Um, if not on the uh, Facebook Live, but maybe even next episode. Yeah, next episode uh, or a message. On what's going on. Yeah. Uh, again, if there's anything you want to say or hear or you got any ideas or if you want to be on the show, uh, you know how to reach us. You either call us, 615, not 615, two, uh, 2625. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. 2625. Go ride. That's right. 2625-467433. Uh, that was hard. We'll put that, that on. We'll put that, that. That'll be on the show notes. That hurt always. me, dude. Uh, of course, you can always email us yep. at gmail.com or just message us. Message us, yeah. Facebook. Um, big shout out to Will, National ATV Repair. Yes. We big need, shout. need a fucking banner. We need a banner, damn it. Um, big shout out to Will. And then. Oh! Big shout out to the Misfits. They read my email. Oh, yes. They read, I sent them an email. Big shout out to them. They read my email. Santa Cruz. Kind of um, ge- geeking out with that. Caitlin says that she's got the same Papaya Motorsports shirt, too. Did you get yours from Toppy? I got mine from Toppy. I work with Toppy. Toppy's fun. <laughs> so, Anyways, uh, that's going to round us out uh, for the rest of the Pretty show. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, we've got some great guests lined up. In we do have some good so guests. What's you'll the, see more than just the two of us. Yeah. Uh, Just no, not doing that either. Yeah, we'll, nope, nope. We'll nope. leave uh, hints with the next uh, yes. event post. So we'll just leave it at that for now. Uh, and uh, she says, "Yes, sir." My ex is friends with those. Okay, oh, right, cool. So, pretty cool. Yep. I got this. Toppy gave me this shirt probably five or six years ago. So there you go. Yep. Anyway, so that being said, guys, thanks for listening to us again. This is episode forty. Starter engines of Wingman's Garage. I'm Crystal Wingman. Daniel the Track Rat. And we will see you all next week. Work less. Ride more. Speaking of which, go out and ride. This week's supposed to be beautiful. No excuses. So on that note, I'm going to come over here and hit end broadcast right there. Bye. Turn that shit off so I can test this fucking hypermotard out. Ow!